to the Lego Creatives Podcast. Today we have a really special guest who is going to share with you a little bit about Lego Project Management. Lego Project Management is one of the most important technical and advanced skills you need to have as a leader, as a manager, but also as a Lego professional who is interested in using Lego design and innovation. For this podcast episode, I am bringing a really special guest who is going to share about her real-life insights in Lego project management. So today, with this episode, you will get to know a little more about what you need to have in your Lego design toolkit to really get better at creating the perfect customer experience, but also managing your team and delivering your projects better. For this podcast episode, you will be able to learn with Isabel Venega, who I got to interview recently about her work as a legal project manager. And she decided to share with us on one of our live events, uh, which is happening every Wednesdays and Fridays on my LinkedIn at Tessa Manuelo. She decided to come and share a little bit about uh, legal project management, what it is, uh, how it can be useful, also what are the mistakes to avoid. And she's really sharing so many tips. I decided to bring this uh, interview to the podcast so you can get to know a little bit about what is legal project management in practice. And you can know a lot more about what Isabel is doing as a legal project manager and a legal designer. Isabel Venega is really delivering a sensational talk I look forward to hearing new insights and to let me know at the end of this podcast what you've learned. As always, at the end of the podcast, I am here to actually prompt you to take action. So make sure to stay until the end to get a little bit of my coaching as a certified high performance coach. I want you to have the best success. So make sure to listen until the end to also subscribe on your most favorite platform so you get notified when next episodes are released and to share the news with your friends and with your colleagues. Lego project management is really going to make a huge difference in your day-to-day -day work, in your capacity to deliver to clients and to work better. So let's hear this interview right now on the Lego Creatives Podcast. Thank you for the invitation, Tessa. Always a pleasure. I'm a Chilean lawyer. I specialize in corporate law in Chile. I have a background on working in in-house companies, uh, construction companies, uh, IT companies, and also law firms. I started working from very early stage with professionals from other, um, other disciplines, for example, engineering, IT, finance. So I started getting a very early contact with project management techniques and with different approaches to solve problems besides the legal, legal way to do it. So I, I decided at some point in my career to, to come to Barcelona to get a master's degree. I came here uh, four years ago. I fell in love with the city. I, we, with my husband, we stay here. We're living here since 2016. And now I'm working in a law firm who is taking the, the transformation into a more customer-centric approach to solve problems, which is perfect because it allows me to combine legal design thinking techniques and legal project management as well. So it's been a perfect experience for me. I have a question for you uh, to get this started. Please tell us a little bit, what is uh, project management uh, and how it can be useful for legal professionals? 
Of course, because this is a very practical conversation, I don't want to give you like a very theoretical definition of project management. For me, project management is a, a human approach to solve problems, to become more productive and to organize your daily work. This is for me the, the basis of project management. Uh, it's very useful for legal professionals because as lawyers, sometimes we're wired to be very silo-minded. We tend to focus and zoom in in a very specific area of a problem. For example, our expertise. If I'm, for example, a corporate lawyer, I will focus in the corporate issue for the problem. And project management, what it does is that pushes you to have a 360 or a more wide, a wider overview of an issue. So you can tackle every challenge that the client needs to be tackled in a way that's very wholesome and very organic. It, is, it forces you to collaborate with others that maybe are not lawyers, maybe are other professionals, and it forces you to step out of your comfort zone. So I think for lawyers, it's very important to understand that being a lawyer is a, is a very technical, uh, it's a very technical technique, it's a very technical background, it's a very technical approach to solve problems, but you need to have a broader image or what you're doing, otherwise your client's gonna be disappointed or you're not gonna actually accomplish the outcomes they're expecting from you. Yeah, this is so true. I think uh, we all agree here that uh, the law is extremely technical and that uh, we also need to be able to translate these techni technicalities in a way that is gonna be easier for the client and as well as for the for, for other professionals, right? Who, you mentioned like working in collaboration. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that? Like, um, how do you how do you see this helping collaboration and customer experiences? This is also what you're doing in your in the law firm you're working on. First of all, you need to get people motivated, and in order to do that, you need to set a purpose or get people behind a common goal. This is very important that you're all aligned in terms of what you're doing, what's the outcome expected and you really feel connected and engaged with the project. It could be maybe a more emotional connection with the project. For example, you're working for a nonprofit organization. It could be um, more a connection more related with efficiency, with you know, having a, uh, maybe a reward. It has to be something behind a purpose that you share with the team, because this is the first step, because otherwise you're not gonna have the same engagement. You need to have everybody on the same page. And for trying to do this, what I do, I like to have, for example, kickoff meetings with my team so I can brief them about a project, give them all the necessary information, motivate them, assign tasks that are challenging for them and are actually according to their talents. To do that, you need to really know your people, know your team, know your client, the style of work the client really, really needs. It's a very insightful kind of work, but it's very commonsensical as well. You don't need to be an expert of project management. You, it's not rocket science, but I think it's very important to bring people together towards the same goal. In order to do that, you can use a lot of legal design techniques, brainstorming sessions, and that's why I think this is so important to have these two together, legal project management and legal design thinking. This is so true. And so I understand that legal project management is really about being able to better project man, better manage projects. Uh, but I'm sure there's a lot of mistakes uh, that we do as legal professional that we may not even be aware of. Uh, how can legal project management help us avoid those mistakes? So in other words, what are the most common mistakes we do and that we could solve using this methodology? Do you have some examples 
or, or things you would like to share with our audience? I think, first of all, the first mistake you always try to avoid when you're doing project management is one, the first one is to avoid micromanagement. Project management is not about controlling people, it's not about being overbearing, it's not about assigning tasks randomly to people without taking into consideration their talents or their expertise. I think it's very important, for example, when you're working a project, sometimes as a lawyer, we listen to the client, but we always listen to the part that really interests to us. We don't listen to the, the whole problem, for example. If a client comes to you and has an issue with the business, you tend to zoom in in the legal part of the business, not in the business issue or the business problem. So I think empathy is really important here to be able to listen and also to avoid, you know, overcommitting. This is, for me, this is an issue that I really have to acknowledge that I suffer from. Sometimes I try to, you know, bite more than I can chew. So you try, to, you need to be mindful of the resources at hand, what you have, the time you need to approach a, a, a project, in the scoping part, you need to be mindful of other people's time. When you talk about resources, we always think about resources about maybe your laptop, you know, paper, tangible things. You need to think about people's time. This is the most important resource you need to manage because it's all about people and expectations. So I think the one, the most common mistake is to assume, for example, that you understand the client when you don't, you don't because you don't listen or also to assume that the, they want you to know all the answers. It's very important for you to ask um, as much questions as you need to ask to get it right from the beginning. And then the, the project will actually run more smoothly and will run easily as if you just make assumptions or you randomly start working without having the proper tools in, in place. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we can all relate to that. Um, as experts, we tend to think that everybody understands uh, what, we, what we're trying to say, right? And exactly. I think this is very true for legal professionals who are actually having a, a lot of technical knowledge, but the customers, they have a, a business problem and they have business objectives. Or maybe you're working uh, for, for people, individuals, they have objectives in their life. They're trying to achieve things, you know, buy a new house and get a new job or get a new position. And so how do we translate that into a more uh, accessible language? I think this is really interesting. So biggest mistakes to avoid, like uh, lacking empathy, uh, communicating in a too complex way, uh, not being mindful of the resources, uh, that you have, so kind of overestimating what you can deliver, and that can cause you to actually deliver uh, either not on scope, late, um, not exactly what was promised, and I'm pretty sure it could cause a lot of stress as well, you know. Uh, do you think project management can help us kind of, uh, like, you know, manage st stress better? Um, what do you think about that? I think when I, when I think about project management, I always think about happiness. It's funny, but project management, well done. It means that your team is happy, your client is happy, nobody's overworked, nobody's actually burned out. You need to take care of your team and your client by, not, uh, by organizing things properly so the, the, the project doesn't crash in the way. In order to do that, you need to identify bottlenecks, you need to have, um, often check out with your, with your team, how they're doing, if you need any help. Sometimes what I do is I host like weekly stand-up meeting, maybe 15 minutes just to talk about what they're doing, what their difficulties this week. And also some clients, depends on their style, for example, 
they like to be more involved in the project or less involved. When they want to be really involved, I, I try to craft a different communication plan. So I try to keep them on the loop very often. Sometimes they don't want to be bothered. They just want a very nice outcome. So they will communicate with you less often. So I think it's very important that you really understand and read the, the room, read the people and take care of the people. So you take care of the people and they really understand that they really, you're behind or you're aligned with their expectations and with their purpose, it's gonna, it's gonna show in a positive way. So that's what I think project management really brings happiness. I love that. Lego project management is about being, making your team happy, your client happy, and your boss happy too, right? So this yes. is just a perfect combination. How can we get to improve our skills? How, what are the skills we need to learn? to actually uh, achieve that, uh, make our teams happy, make our clients happy using the legal project management techniques and methodologies. And thank you to all the live viewers, Beatriz, Sangeta. We have a lot of great people watching, Francisco from, from <laughs> in Spain. Nice to see you. Pedro. Pedro, nice. This is nice. Keep sharing with your network because we want to spread the news about legal project management and reach out to even more legal professionals. So share with your network uh, so we can uh, bring more people to this live uh, to get to discover now what are the skills that we need to enhance to be better at managing projects and avoiding those terrible mistakes. First of all, you need to have leadership skills. If you're going to lead a project, you need to really understand what the, the client is asking for. You really need to be assertive in how to communicate with your team and externally. This is very important. To be a leader doesn't mean to be bossy. It doesn't mean to be overbearing and to micromanage the process. To be a leader means that you really know your team, take care of your team, know your people, know the outcomes you need to be doing, and really try to conduct a project in a way that's actually organically developing in a, in a, in a sense of being really in a result that the client is expecting. It's very often that sometimes we see people who are very hands-off or very hands-on. You need to find a middle point because absent leadership is also an issue. For example, if you really give all the freedom you want to your team and you just forget about it and you just fully trust them, this is good. But sometimes you need to have a little bit of control or to oversee or to assist or to mentor your team in order to, to produce an outcome. So it depends on what kind of project they're working on, what kind of team, what kind of uh, outcome is expected. Leadership, leadership skills are really number one for me. Then it's time management. In terms of, if, for example, you're working solo or you're working with a very small team, you need to be mindful of what they're doing and you need to avoid, for example, scheduling too many meetings or to, to overwork them with a lot of tasks, or sometimes, you know, try to write long emails and give them a lot of reading material they don't need, or really over, overwork them with a lot of tasks and really duplicate it, or trying to, for example, this is very often I've seen in my experience, you have sometimes project managers that they think that the teams should have the same, they should have the same set of skills. So they expect, that everybody in the team works the same way at the same at the same pace. This is not okay. You need to be mindful of people's skills. Some are going to be faster to do something. Some will be slower. So you need to know about that first. So that is what, what a good leader and a, a good time manager does. You need to you know follow the pace of the project. Then it will be communication skills. 
But in terms of communication skills, it's very different. If you're working, for example, in a cross-cultural environment, you need to be mindful of cultural differences, how they communicate with each other, or when you work with people with different backgrounds. It's not it's the same to communicate with other lawyers, to communicate with a procurement expert or an IT person or an engineer is super different. This is when plain language comes to play and you need to avoid the legalese and try to communicate with it in a way that's engaging and it's clear. This is so interesting, Isabel. I'm really enjoying this live conversation and I see the audience as well is uh, really enjoying it. Julian is tuning in from uh, Brazil, loving your approach and leadership. We have Cecilia from Buenos Aires, Argentina, Armel from France. I would like to really encourage the audience to share a little bit with us because this would be super useful to know what you've been learning today with Isabel, what else you would like to learn on legal project management. I see Sangeta from India is asking a really interesting question. How could one understand and know the team better, especially if it's remote. So I think let's answer in general, how do you get to understand and know your team better, but also in the specific case where it's remote? This is a very good question. I think here the temptation is to start booking a lot of meetings and, and a lot of screen time. Maybe this is not the best way. Maybe in this case, you need to be a little more creative maybe create experiences closer to gamification or polls or funny things you can do with your team by working remotely that are more laid back. The idea of project management for me is to create an atmosphere or to create a, a safe space where you can actually express yourself without being limited. And when you work remotely, it's harder because you're not having this face-to-face -face interaction. But I think it's important to create the spaces maybe, I know, some very short meeting or coffee or something that really creates a very relaxed environment so people can express. And um, when you have a very big team and they're all remote, I think creativity, it's very important. There's no right answers here. So what I do, for example, I try to show, for example, I have a project where I hosted a, an award ceremony. So after a project, what we did is that I give awards to people to recognize their work and very similar how, how Tessa does in the academy, for example. So it was super fun. I learned from, from the academy. And another case, what I do is that I host a retrospective um, a session to understand what went well or what went wrong in a project, which is a very good team building experience. It allows people to express what they feel in a, in a way that is not with a, cl a client overseeing that. Or I also book sometimes one-to-one -one short coffee meetings with my team as well, instead of having everybody you know, in the same place and having people being more shy than others to speak their minds. It's about, if you know your people, you will know why it works. It doesn't matter if they're working remotely or face-to-face, -face, but I think in my experience, just being creative and stepping out of the comfort zone and hosting these, I don't know, maybe silly things or silly events really helps to get to people in the same page and they feel really appreciated. Yeah, I love that. The award ceremony, that was so much fun when we did it. Yes. Um, that was in June, I think. Uh, we're going to do another one at the end of this year to celebrate uh, all of the graduates from Lego Creatives. Um, awesome. So we, we're very excited we, uh, for that. And I'm so happy you, you're taking some ideas uh, from the Academy and get to implement them. I think this is what is the power of community too, is to uh, get to learn from each other's what we can do better. And so this is why um, 
you know, I'm such a fan of this community because we can learn so much from each other. Um, I see Julian is uh, asking here or commenting, really getting to know people and their strengths mean we can build more balanced and multidisciplinary team. It's essential for lawyers, very thought provoking. This is so true. It's been great. It's been great to uh, be with you today, uh, Isabel. I want to thank you for your time and for being here. I look forward to uh, this freebie and getting more insights from the community. And um, and uh, Isabel, uh, yeah, let's let's see what comes next, right? Of, of course, thank you for the invitation. I really love to talk about this topic. It's really a passion of mine. So feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn whenever you need. So perfect. Thank you very much for the invitation. Isabel, best of success with the transformation project you're working on at uh, your law firm. I really think this is going to be a big success. I can't wait to read the case study and to let everybody know about what you're doing and uh, what kind of outcome we can get with legal project management. Thanks again, Isabel, for being here. Thank you, Tessa. Thank you, everybody, for attending this live. for listening to this special episode with Isabel Venega who shared so many tips, practical tips to help you understand better what is legal project management, how you can use it in your day-to-day -day work so you can be happier, you can make your customer happier, you can make your boss happier too uh, by really using those techniques. I hope you got a lot of value and I want to make sure you're going to take some action today because you know I'm all about prompting you to take action. This is the only way for you to actually get results by not just listening but actually implementing some of the insights so my question to you is what is one insight you got from today that you're going to implement starting tomorrow starting tomorrow what are the things you're going to start doing and what are the things you're going to stop doing i want you to make that list you know i'm a certified high performance coach so i'm all about helping you implement your insights new habits new strategies and new ideas to really help you have success so make sure to do this activity with me right now. Take a piece of paper and write down what is one major insight you got from today's interview with Isabel Venega. And once you have taken notes of your major insight, I want you to also list what are the things you're going to stop doing starting tomorrow and what are the things you're going to start doing starting tomorrow. I'm pretty sure you got to realize that there's a lot of things you may not doing quite right so you can start stopping doing those starting tomorrow yes start to stop this is also another way to actually get to implement habit stop i know it's hard to stop so make sure to remind yourself by putting your list somewhere visible on your desk on your screen on your phone put it put it somewhere visible so you can remember what are the things you need to stop doing are the things you need to start doing more. By doing so, I have no doubt you're going to have much more success using those insights. And if you would like to know more, make sure to connect with Isabel Venega on LinkedIn and make sure to also stay connected with your community at Lego Creative. We have created a brand new community portal for the community to be able to connect. And if you would like to be among the first to use it, just message me. Just message me at hello at legocreatives.com and we'll give you uh, access so you can be among the first to use the community platform before we release it to the public. 
Thanks again for being here. Don't forget to share the news about this podcast. And if you would like to accelerate your success, you can join us inside the Lego Creatives Academy. You can join us today. We have a lot of material for you on the platform, on legal design, innovations, mindsets, uh, strategies to do users' interviews, where, well, all of the toolkits, you have it there. You have it there with practical activities you can do to start implementing and really, really mastering those techniques. And if you are on a, on a hurry, you can take the fast track certification that is coming up in November. This is going to be the last one for the year. So don't miss out if you're interested to learn the toolkit, to apply it and to do that with an international community. You can take a single pass or you can even do it with your team. You can uh, take a ticket for three people and do it with your team. I guarantee you're going to be getting re yourself ready to have a major 2022 by taking the certification this year in 2021. Make sure to uh, keep sharing about this Legal Creatives podcast, uh, spread the news, subscribe wherever you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also to visit the Legal Creatives blog where you can see the videos with the slides so you have an even more enjoyable experience with even more uh, material we are creating for you to have the best possible experience of the Legal Creatives podcast and community. Thanks again for being here and let's ignite the creative spark.